up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast, episode number 109, Falling Safely. If you're ready to improve the way you market your business and to change your life, but you're not quite sure where to start, start by visiting marketinguninhibited.com. On my website, you can find my free Marketing 101 workshop, which will take you through building your marketing foundation. You can also schedule your free 30-minute consultation and learn more about the two paid ways we can work together through monthly marketing coaching or the one-time 90-minute jumpstart. Okay, so this came up recently. It's just a, a fun fact. Did you guys know that Marshall actually made my intro jingle? So the song you hear in the introduction of my podcast on every episode Um, was created originally by Marshall. So he used to actually make beats for rappers and, I don't know, maybe some singers. Um, And he has a catalog of unused beats. And so when I was coming up with the intro, I just got to browse his library. And, of course, it's (laughs) royalty-free and completely original. And it, it just came up in conversation and the person I was talking to didn't know that. So I thought I would share that here on the podcast that yes, he in fact made that intro jingle. All right. Over the weekend, my family and I went to Michigan. It was my mom's birthday, the weekend after Mother's Day. Um, and we just got away for a weekend. It was me and Marshall, my mom and my brother and his girlfriend And we all usually have a really fun time together. So my mom got this, um, booked us this gorgeous house with views of Lake Michigan. And I loved everything about it, except for one thing. There were lots of signs, (laughs) lots of those um, very trendy signs you see right now around the local shops with positive sayings on them. So this is not a knock on those if you create those or you sell those because there's definitely a market for them or if you have them in your house. Um, But my problem was this was a pretty big house, two stories, lots of little rooms and like nooks and crannies and bookshelves and bathrooms and the kitchen and there was a sign one of these like positive saying signs at every single turn, like every place your eye could look, there was a sign. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, there's one here. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize there's some here. And then we went in the garage to get something and I was like, oh my gosh, there's three shelves of these signs in the garage. I felt like they were like crawling out of everywhere, like little ants. It's just like everywhere you turn, there's another one. Um, And so I just wanted to start the podcast off with this little story because I feel like people who have a lot of those signs in their house are in denial of or maybe trying to downplay 
the fact that there are just as much as there are positive emotions and occurrences and circumstances and thoughts in life, there are negative ones. It is 50-50. You can't have one without the other. And so... (laughs) this is just my personal judgment, but like, if you have those signs, like we were in a gorgeous house, right? I didn't need those signs to remind me of how beautiful the lake was, especially from where we were standing or sitting in the house. Like you could pretty much see the lake from every window. Um, and I didn't need those signs. You know, there was so much beauty in the surroundings of that home with being on a like kind of higher up and then having the view of the lake in the background and like uninterrupted sunset view that to have these signs all around just felt like a distraction from actually living life. And so I feel like sometimes, and I know there are companies who make like cheeky signs and like real world ones, right? Where they say things like, (laughs) too busy living to think of a catchy tagline about living life or sometimes shit just gets messy or, you know, things like that. And so anyway, today's episode is just about that. It's about living the life that you wanted and growing and learning from experience and letting life be the teacher, really. So here we go. Today's episode, aside from my little trip to Michigan, that little side note, is really inspired by the process of us as individuals aging. So it's inspired by our senior citizen community. And I'll touch on this a little bit later, but I did, there was a point, I, I worked in a retirement community in Virginia Beach for four years, and I loved that job. I am very fortunate that to have had all four of my grandparents plus my stepmom's parents too. So six, well into my 20s. So I had a really, um, I would say healthy relationship with all of them. Two of my grandparents, obviously on my dad's side, lived in Mexico. So we didn't see them a whole lot. Whereas my mom's parents lived just in Downers Grove. So we saw them a lot more. Um, And I just really have a fondness for the elderly population. And I, I guess What I'm realizing right now as I'm talking to you is that like because my grandparents are no longer here and we don't really see Marshall's grandparents very much, they are not doing so well. You know, they're they're at a tough point of aging where they're entering their 90s. Um, And so I'm just missing the senior citizen population. But this whole episode is based around aging and the idea of aging gracefully and part of aging I'm not. This is coming from four years of working in a retirement community and then watching my own grandparents age and Marshall's grandparents now and my my stepmom's parents who are still alive but also in their 90s. Um, Part of aging is just understanding that you and your body will change. There's just an acceptance of that, right? But not for everyone. A lot of people resist that. They resist the fact that their body is changing before them. My grandpa used to say, I went in the bathroom today and I said, oh shit, who's that old man in the mirror? You know, and it's just like that type of thing. And I think he he had acceptance of it, although he didn't like the process, right? He didn't like losing 
some things like the physical and mental capacity you, you once had to do the things you loved that will change. Like he didn't like the fact that his body could no longer support a strenuous workout. Like, I mean, he used to talk about when he was younger, he would swim across the Ohio River. Legitimate story. Um, my grandparents, both of them, when they were younger, were athletes. And so coming to terms with that fact as you get older. And because of years of experience, trial and failure, loving and losing, you will think about life differently once you get, as you get older, and in a way that only experience can teach you. There are some things that just cannot be taught through research, right? Some things you have to experience for yourself and you have to feel for yourself. You have to feel heartache, you have to feel um, a bunch of my cousins and my sister. There's like 10 of them all within a couple years of each other. So like the last ones just turned 21. And there was a family party recently, you know, now that everyone's feeling vaccinated and safer gathering and some of them had a little too much to drink. And so, you know, you have to feel kind of that questioning and embarrassment of waking up the next morning and having to maybe say sorry to some family members for getting out of hand at the party, right? That's part of life and that's part of growing. And all of the adults are like, yeah, yeah, you know, we've all been there. Don't sweat it. And you just move on. So there are just some things that you have to experience yourself. You have to feel like failure. There is no circumventing failure in life failure, falling, any of that. So much like getting years under your belt as an active entrepreneur who is out there making moves, wrong or right, but making moves, you gain wisdom through experience. Aging gracefully because you know how fragile life is and you know how resilient you are. And I think that's something we miss in the beginning as entrepreneurs. Like, we, it's backwards, right? We assume we're the fragile ones and that our business will always be there and our business is resilient. And it might be if you build it in that way, but you start off being resilient. Like you've seen toddlers, you've seen kids or babies in the beginning of their lives who have fallen, bounced off things. Um, <laughs> Marshall's stepsister-in-law has two boys that are, ooh, they're, like two and three, they're very close in age. And the one, I always get their names confused, but one of them is just, he is a just a bulldozer. And he, they were jumping off the bed and he decided to dive. And he told, like he said it in his few words, you know, his toddler speak, whatever his two-year-old words were for that. And when he dove, he dove with his head first. And when he landed, he was so flexible and malleable and he just was like, that was fun. And I'm over here like, oh my God, he broke his neck. I'm going to have to run downstairs and tell his mom that he broke his neck. And that's where in the beginning, when you're, when your business is a toddler, you have to remember it's resilient and you are too. You are resilient in a different type of way. As we get older, right, we may not be as resilient physically, but we are more resilient mentally. And we have to remember that in business. Um, again, I worked in a retirement community, so I've got 
firsthand and I was lucky to have a close relationship with all my grandparents. So I, I mean, I had my job in that retirement community was, so they had their own, it was a retirement community where you actually made a real estate purchase to move in there. So like you bought your house or the ownership of the apartment that you were moving into and you owned that property. And so when, and that was independent living. And when your time came and you, you know, crossed over to the other side, you left earth or you were no longer able to care for yourself independently, um, then it was my job as a listing real estate agent to list that home for sale. So I had firsthand insight into the end of life process. Um, And, you know, these people were very, very fortunate. Of course, you a very unique situation for you to be able to afford to purchase a home at that stage in your life and for your, you know, family or your estate to. Yeah, so very fortunate situation Um, for all of the residents that live there. It was a hundred acre gated community. I got to drive a golf cart around and like interact with (laughs) hundreds of people I considered to be my grandparents because at that point. I no longer had any living. And so I just, I loved it. I loved it for so long. Um, And so I got first, it was there that I learned that when you get to a certain age, in addition to fitness classes and other hobbies you may pursue, you can attend classes that teach you how to fall safely because your body is getting brittle. It's no longer as strong and as resilient and pliable as it once was, maybe not flexible either. And what I thought was, and honestly, like, why the hell are we waiting until our last phase of life to teach people how to fall? Why are we not teaching them when they're younger? And probably because when you're younger, you know how to fall. It's innate. You get like this, this, um, I want to say Clark, but I think that's the older one. So Elliot, my stepnephew, he, no one had to tell him to relax when he fell, to just, you know, like, don't stress out, don't put your hands down, you may break a wrist. Um, So I'm going to read you guys. (laughs) There's somewhere in between toddler faves in senior citizens where we stop letting our natural instincts lead the way and we stop and we start like tensing up and this goes the same for business when you're going to take you're going to do an experiment with marketing you're going to try something new you're going to put yourself out there you're going to take a risk and we tense up and we forget that if we relax and we're flexible and it fails, it'll be a much softer landing. So let's read together. <laughs> I'm cracking up. You guys are going to, oh, you're going to love it. Okay, so AARP has an article called The Art of Falling Safely, written by Michael Zimmerman, November 28, 2017. You can Google it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I had this thought, like idea for this podcast. And then when I found this, I was like, yes, I have to. So how can we, as I read these things, let's get a good chuckle, but also how can we apply these to our 
entrepreneurship life, to our business situation. So it says, a study in the Journal of Allied Health showed that 50 to 60-year-olds fall more than older folks. All right, so I guess that's why. (laughs) It says, we're all going to fall down. The world is full of banana peels. So while avoiding a fall is job one, Knowing how to take a fall when it's inevitable is a crucial skill. I mean, come on, I could end the podcast right there. Knowing how to take a fall when it's inevitable is a crucial skill. Knowing how to fail in your business is a crucial skill because there's no way around it. You cannot run and grow a business without failing. So this says, they quote someone in here who says, be smooth, don't panic, stay loose. (laughs) Oh, the parallels to business right now are just blowing my mind. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay, number one, these are the steps now to the art of falling safely. Step one, Stay bent. The moment you sense you've lost your balance, get ready to fall with bent elbows and knees. When people panic, they become rigid. In the stunt world, we never reach out with locked arms. Bend your elbows and have some give in your arms to soften impact. When you're rigid, you're more likely to suffer a set of injuries called foosh, doctor speak for fall on outstretched hand. So staying loose. Stay bent, right? Where can you apply this? Where are you rigid in your business, in your marketing plan, in the risks you're taking within your business? Step two, protect your head. If you're falling forward, be sure to turn your face to the side. Falling backward, tuck your chin to your chest so your head doesn't hit the ground. Always protect your head. Number three, I don't know who chose the words for these. It's amazing. Land on the meat. One of the things we try for in stunt falls is landing on meaty parts of your body. So we could liken this to your foundation, right? Having a solid foundation, having a cushion, right? The muscles in your back, butt or thighs, not your bone, All right, that one might be a stretch for us. (laughs) Step four, keep falling. Your instinct will be to stop your body as quickly as you can, but your safest route is to keep rolling. Indeed, the more you give into the fall, the safer it will be. Oh my gosh. The more you give into failure, The more you accept it, the more you pursue it, the more you acknowledge it, you highlight the fact that it scares you and you still have to do it. If you're mid-fail, you have one way out. You have to fail and then get up and correct course. Oh my goodness. So good. Advanced trick. This is what the, so those were the four steps. Okay, so we have Stay bent, protect your head, land on the meat, keep falling, and then there's a, an advanced trick. In stunts, we do something called slapping out. 
As you fall, let your body roll and extend your arm palm down to slap the ground and stop yourself. Okay, I don't know how that applies. Um, maybe it applies. Maybe you can find a way. Let me know what you think. And then it says, before the fall, be here now. Practice mindfulness. Focus on the present and be aware of your surroundings instead of being lost in your thoughts. Are you focused on the present? Are you focused in whatever risk you're taking, whatever action you're doing for your business? Are you committed? Are you focused? Or are you already distracted about possible failures, possible negative outcomes, right? Not getting the results you want. Stay present. They also say fix your blind spots. If you can't see it, you can't avoid tripping over it. So have your eyesight and eyeglasses checked regularly. <laughs> okay, but also eye health is very important. And then the third one is boost your balance. Uh-oh. Stand with your feet together. Raise one foot an inch. Okay, boost your balance. So all of this is about practicing and awareness I don't know why my dog's barking. Usually when my dog barks like that, he is not one of those, you know, yappy, dramatic dogs. Usually that means somebody's too close for, to our property, but I didn't see anyone outside, so I don't know. He probably heard something that startled him out of his nap. Okay, so falling safely. The art of falling safely. We can apply these four steps to our business when it comes to failing, staying loose, not being rigid, protecting the brains of the business, right? Protecting the, the foundation of the business, landing on your meat, making sure you land on the, like, what's the heart? What's the meat? of your business and then keep falling. So applying those principles to failing and getting comfortable with that process. You will have to repeat over and over and over at every phase of your business. You will achieve dreams and fail. You will achieve successful launches and creations of new products and client growth and income growth and Schedule flexibility. We just did a, a journal prompt episode, if you're listening to those, where we define growth for ourselves. There's another one where we talk about defining success for ourselves. There's another one where we talk about what we want in life. At any of those phases and any of those circumstances you're journaling about there, you will have to master the art of feeling and fail safely, fall safely. So you don't, your business doesn't get destroyed every time you fall. What if your business died when you failed? That would be, wow, okay. You would say, well, that's a fragile business, right? What if a kid dove head first off the bed? Well, okay, that was a poor example. So just being resilient, staying loose, staying flexible, asking yourself where you can add in more flexibility, where you can hold on 
loosely and where you can fail more. Are you failing enough to move forward? There's a Simone Soul. I think I've talked to her about her before. She's a marketing coach. She does it. Her podcast is called Joyful Marketing, and she talks about having a fail pile. Like failing so often, you just have a pile of failures. You know, like when something fails, you're like, all right, throw it in the fail pile. And there's just no drama around it, right? There's no like, oh, this this distinct action failed, but now I'm a bad business owner. I'm a shitty, you know, you do something wrong in parenting. I'm a shitty parent. This is ruined forever. There's just so much drama and it's it's unnecessary because... Mistakes happen, failures happen in business and life and parenting. That's how it is. We're human. And so I think so much of us, I see what a lot of you, especially in the beginning phases of working with new clients, a lot of you that are striving for perfectionism in your marketing. And this is another episode, but, um, you know, marketing is an experiment and it is an experiment because you don't know a lot of times in the beginning whether it's going to fail or it's going to succeed. And that's what this is all about. This this episode is about the failure, about learning to fail without destroying your own business or your own mindset. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here. I will talk to you soon. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode, including our daily journal prompts, short mini episodes to help you get your marketing mindset right for the day. And if you're ready to commit to leveling up your marketing skill set, to growing your business, and to changing your life for the better, visit marketinguninhibited.com to schedule your free 30-minute consultation. Now go kick some marketing ass. <laughs>